1: Let's bring in Kristen Smith, and Kristen has the latest writings. This is centersquare.com. Kristen breaking down the latest columns in Center Square, talking about, let's start with Josh Shapiro and calling for school vouchers, unfinished business. So I like the sound of this, Kristen. What have you got today?
2: So, uh, um, yeah, he's calling it unfinished business Which is kind of, well, it's exactly what we heard over the summer Mm -hmm. when the deal between Senate Republicans and Shapiro broke down to implement school vouchers. So once again, with his most recent budget address that was earlier this month, he's saying that he's not walking away from it entirely, that he would be open to approving a, a different program than what fell apart last year. Um, But that requires House Democrats and Senate Republicans to get on board with the same plan. And it's unclear what that path forward might be. Yeah, and it's
1: interesting. And you note this in your column in Center Square that Senator Tony Williams, who's a Philadelphia Democrat and obviously a huge name here, has long supported these vouchers. This is a popular program for so many parents here in Philadelphia, especially since our so-called you know our lottery system for the charter schools and the waiting list. That system changed, where you can no longer earn your way into the best schools. And so I know we're we're following that side of the story. But take me through the support for this, and whether or not you know people believe that this is going to happen, because we've got the teachers union. Matt Bradford in Montgomery County is is strongly against this voucher program. A lot of people, you know, people in the union, as far as the teachers union feel like this is anti-teachers union. So what what insights are you gaining as you look at Shapiro? I mean, I don't question that Shapiro wants this, but how could he get it done? Where's the pathway here?
2: So it's a good time to review what he said last summer when he sided with school choice advocates who believe that school vouchers are an appropriate way, another way to help students who need different education options to find those options. Private school tuition, as many of us know, is it's not a simple expense. And there's a lot of families who feel that that's a better option for them than district schools where their tax money has already been going for support. And Shapiro said on the campaign trail, and again, as governor up until the summer, that he agreed that there's options for all, that it's not a one-size-fits-all educational uh, solution as we've been Focused on state government wise for many years. So come June when Matt Bradford and House Democrats just they would not agree to the program that Shapiro had helped draft which would have been grants to students worth up to $15,000 depending on certain factors uh, living in the bottom 15 percent of school districts which includes Philadelphia school district um, that they would have used that money to go somewhere else. Uh, Democrats teachers' unions argue that this is an unconstitutional diversion of taxpayer dollars, while Republicans uh, and other school choice advocates say kids shouldn't be trapped by their zip code and socioeconomic status. It's just as important to fund schools as it is to give students options that they would otherwise be closed off from based on their income or their location. So that's been the debate for close to 15, 20 years. Now, we've Implemented as a state other school choice initiatives, such as educational tax credits. Mm -hmm. That seems to be an area where Democrats and Republicans have found some middle ground. We've increased the educational tax credit program uh, by $150 million in this last year. And that's, you know, Mm -hmm. another increase over the last several years. That program works by giving tax credits to businesses and individuals who donate to it. And then that money is then redistributed to private schools to offer financial aid to students mm-hmm. in need. So that is a different form of it. However, school vouchers is a much more uh, controversial yeah. way of implementing uh, tuition you know, coverage for students. And I think, as you mentioned, the teachers unions, this for them is a step too far. And given their investment in the Democratic Party, mm-hmm. There will not be, I, I don't think based on what we've seen in the past, or I guess it doesn't matter what I think, but based on what we've seen in the past, <laughs> while Shapiro has said he's supportive, he ultimately has sided with House Democrats on what they've yeah. decided is the appropriate way forward.
1: Yeah, even line item vetoed it. It's just, it's surprising to me. It's got a, I know that it, it, it's, it bothers him because, it's not that he supported it, Kristen. I mean, it was a campaign pro he, he even went on conservative sites. He went on Fox News. And everybody was saying, wow, this is a great bipartisan move. And the Lifeline scholars, I just don't get it because you have to be basically in the poverty level to even qualify for the thing. So it's, it's a bad look right now for Matt Bradford in Montgomery County, quite frankly.
2: I, I just, I don't get it. It certainly is. A, a difficult, an argument that's become more difficult mm. for them to defend in recent years, particularly post-pandemic, when we saw mm. how students really fell behind in the public school system. And you know, that's not necessarily the teachers' union's fault. That you know, there's a lot of ish things that went into that. Mm-hmm. However, um, students are falling farther and farther behind in math and reading. The numbers are very dismal, both in the state and federally. That there's been reports of this. So there has to be, according to school choice advocates, there just has to be more choices out there to help fix this issue. Certainly, and as you mentioned, there are Democrats, both in the Senate and the House, who agree to an extent. They live, they cover districts where this is a big issue and they see people living in poverty, uh, people struggling to get a good ed- education, whose parents are working multiple jobs just to put food on the table. There's no way they could consider private school tuition, let alone the transportation, all the things that go into it. So it's it's not just a matter of taking taxpayer dollars away from the public schools, but really what else can be done for these students who are in schools with the greatest need. Yeah.
1: Kristen Smith is Pennsylvania editor for the Centersquare.com uh, Newswire service, also co-host of Pennsylvania in Focus, a weekly podcast on America's Talking Network, and you can find her work all over Broad and Liberty, Real Clear, Washington Examiner, Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Tell me about the anti-Semitic allegations or allegations of anti-Semitism, I should say, that's now striking Philadelphia's school district. I know people can read more and find you at centersquare.com, but this is concerning what you're writing about here, Kristen.
2: Certainly this was uh, news to us. We didn't see this really reported anywhere else. Buried in uh, school board documents from the January 25th meeting, there were several letters from concerned residents to the school board that alleged that teachers and students were behaving in anti-Semitic ways. They were espousing their beliefs, particularly related to Israel and Palestine. In the classroom, making Jewish students uncomfortable. Also, there was a Palestine teaching event that happened last month that uh, Jewish teachers alleged they were excluded from. Uh, this, so that this was brought to the board's attention. The board told the Center Square that they have received the letters. They didn't specifically address any of the allegations in the letters. We spoke with the organizers of the teaching event and they said that they weren't aware of these allegations, that they did not intentionally exclude Jewish teachers, that they did organize this event off-campus. off, off campus. It was not involved with the district in any way. They did confirm, though, that this was a way to discuss all of the views of the Palest- Palestinian and Israel conflict. They stand by their some of their assertions that uh, you know, that Israel is committing genocide in Palestine and in other regions across the world. So they're they're certainly uh, sticking to what they believe is right. And they're insisting that this is not uh, something that the district is adding to their curriculum. They're not curriculum experts. However, they they also don't have any uh, response to the uh, anti-Semitic claims. Although the woman that I did speak with said that she finds those as, as egregious as the um, Islamophobic uh, yeah. issues that she's been made aware of. It's
1: it's a sin, as I say. But the fact that they, they buried it, and good for you in Center Square, uh, Kristen Smith, for finding this and shining a light on it. We d- certainly deserve to know about it. And hopefully now, since you're shining a light on it, we get more reaction maybe from the new mayor, Sherelle Parker, and others to deal with this. That's just, that's terrible. Real quick here, I I know people can find,
2: go ahead. I was going to say, I really encourage uh, your listeners to read the story. It's very illuminating of of both points of view on this. It's a very difficult topic to wade into, but I think based on where you are, you're not necessarily going to be surprised by what you see mm-hmm. except for the fact that this involved the school district and there's now questions of where what teachers are mm-hmm. saying and explaining to students yeah it's
1: it's an incredible article um you're a great writer and as well just real quick here i wanted to touch on this i've interviewed uh state senator gene yaw who's a republican from williamsport on this issue before and you're right you're writing that in fact he is reigniting the debate in our legislature as far as the carbon tax repeal effort has been reignited. Can you touch on that a little bit, Kristen?
2: Sure. So the carbon tax is something that the Commonwealth Court struck down back in November. Uh, For your listeners, the carbon tax is a regulation that former Governor Tom Wolf implemented that would make power producers pay for the pollution that they create, which Uh, critics argue will be passed down to ratepayers as a result. In fact, several electric companies have come out and said that that's indeed what's happening. Mm -hmm. So Senator Gene Yaw, he is the head of the Environmental Committee and Energy Committee in the Senate, and he's always been a very loud uh, critic of this program, saying that this is the worst time for our energy costs to be increasing because of inflation and other pressures going on globally. And he wants to have the legislative effort to pull us out of this program uh, reignited and approved in the legislature so that the pending regulation that uh, Josh Shapiro is currently appealing will will be no more, that we will be pulled out of this program and our energy prices will be kept lower as a result. So that's a good thing.
1: I know my PICO bill, Oh, I don't even want to say what it is. Well, listen, Kristen, you're awesome. Thank you so much for just, and there's so much at centersquare.com you got to read her great work. Kristen Smith and Pennsylvania editor of the Center Square, thanks. thanks so much for joining me today. Really hope you come back. Oh, I'd love to, and thank you for your kind words. Aw, oh, thank you